up, people? We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys on the Faction. That's right, and I'm not by myself. I have the founder and valedictorian, the father of Jackson and Jordan GB. What's happening? What's going on, brother? How are you, man? You know, I feel like I need to add to that and say also commentary on Southern Honor Wrestling. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we've got a big Southern Honor announcement that we'll be sharing uh, a little bit later in the show. But I'm good, man. How are you? I know the people missed us last week. You know, we were in various (laughs) and sundry places. Um, People don't seem to... To, to know, or maybe they do if they follow you on Instagram, that even though you're not currently the faction champion, your schedule is still looking like the faction That's champion. That's right. You are That's right. everywhere. Tell them where you were last week. Me, Courtney Beard, the longest reigning faction oh, champion. Boy. I've been in Cameroon, Africa, and I even spent some time in Los Angeles. So I, I was in Africa for a few days, I literally came home, dumped a suitcase. Friend of mine says, hey, I need you. Come on out to L.A. Mm-hmm. I changed suitcases, went out to L.A., uh, hung out there for a day and a half, two days, came on back, and here I am in San Antonio getting ready for my next move, which I'll be headed to Memphis uh-huh. to spend time in that territory nice. uh, next week. Very nice. That sounds like a lot of fun, man. That sounds like a lot of it fun. It is, man. I'm, I'm traveling uh, still. You know, whenever I travel, I think of whose territory it is. Yes. What wrestling history happened there. I don't know of any wrestling history in Cameroon, Africa, though. I don't either. I have to really get up on my African wrestling history. I'm sure our good friend at uh, Black Wrestling Alliance could probably tell us uh, all the history there in Africa. But, yeah, man. Yeah, and also... Also, recent guest and friend of the show, Caprice Coleman, yes. has done his share of wrestling over in Africa. As a matter of fact, he was a world champion over there. He was. Speaking of Caprice, shout out to him. We have part two of his interview uh, coming up a little bit later this week. But I got to hang out with him, um, not this weekend, but the previous weekend at Ring of Honor, uh, which was a great, great time when Nick Aldis showed up. We'll be talking about that on the show today as well so it's just been good good time yeah. so just know that if uh, I, I, yeah go ahead i'll tell you this at a quick google glance uh the most legendary wrestler for the cameroonian uh nation was a guy named super Mikea who died last year at age 61 and uh he had a very good record he's nine-time champion over there of uh, the single wrestling season uh champion over there and he retired not long ago but he died last year in the capital but when you type in cameroonian professional wrestling that is the guy they observe we're always looking for odd faction on the faction yeah there's your one for the day i love it i absolutely love it well look we've got a jam-packed show set up for today so if you've missed our previous episodes all you have to do is go back and check them out via podcast subscribe to us of course on uh, iTunes or Google Play or of course you can check us out here at bonafideradio.com in the shows tab but check, check out our previous shows uh, you'll certainly be glad that you did so we're going to dive in tell them what we've got going on for this week because there's a lot of ground to cover on today's show welcome to episode 196 of the faction right here on Bonafide Radio we will talk 
Southern Honor Wrestling. That's right. A new announcement heading into this year with that indie organization. Also, Tessa Blanchard in Impact. What are your thoughts closer? What are our thoughts? ROH and NWA, WWE, AEW, and Royal Rumble predictions for the upcoming weekend. But before we jump into anything, Bianca Belair just simply said, Watch me shine by CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. Hey, what's up? This is Matt Stryker, and you are listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now.
I love it. I love it. Okay, welcome back to the fact we were talking about all things music during the break. And so who knows? Maybe Watch Me Shine, Bianca Belair will be awarded for something. But GB, please save me. Listen. Oh, my God. The danger of us missing two weeks of this show is there's so much news to cover. So we're going to try to cover as much of it as possible let's start off with uh, an unfortunate loss that we had in the wrestling world last week as we lost the legendary soul man rocky johnson at age 75 it was an unexpected passing rocky johnson uh a wwe hall of famer known of course as being the first african-american tag team champion along with tony atlas also known of course as being the father of the rock incredible memories of the legendary rocky johnson uh talk about your thoughts about rocky johnson and his impact courtney man you know we won't do it justice on this entire show sadly most people know him for the fame of his son but i remember as a kid being on the edge of my seat watching rocky johnson absolutely you'd never seen a person of color get into the ring who was so cut so in ready for the match and could actually wrestle yes i remember when he and the rock were actually in the same ring and rocky johnson took his shirt off Mm -hmm. his old man he was still in shape he was still ready to go he still had fire yes and so when you see this i've loved watching the wrestling world pour out their love for him and his legacy this morning i will say two words that we don't often say on this show 
Hulk Hogan. This morning, I'm taking Quinetta to work, and I see on Instagram, Hulk Hogan wrote this great piece about uh, Soul Man, and The Rock comes in and, and comments on uh, Hogan's page and said, Soul Man loved you. One, I think it's cool that The Rock's father is such a superhero, Rock can call him Soul Man. Yeah. The second thing is you realize that even in spite of everything that's going on, and we'll talk about racism and wrestling later, uh, the Soul Man had been impacted by Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan had been impacted by Soul Man, that they could still see fondly uh, of each other. So, man, it is uh, sad. I felt bad when I saw The Rock do his live. Yes. It was eight minutes of a heartbroken son. Yes. But, guys, we need to remember Rocky Johnson for the champion that he is. You know, I remember being a kid uh, sitting in our living room watching that tag team title match before they had the WWE Network, when it aired on television, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas against the Wild Samoans, and the absolute joy that I felt as a kid watching Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas win the Tag Team Championships, the joy that my father had recognizing what that meant even back then in the early 1980s. And so what, they were champions for three weeks. The bottom line is they were champions and they did something in the 80s that had not been previously done before. Many people who only know Rocky Johnson as the father of The Rock have done themselves a disservice. You need to go back and watch his fancy footwork. This guy was, I mean, some kind of fast in the ring. And I remember that, that pristine drop kick that he used to have um his incredible physique i mean he was a mesomorph before mesomorphs were a thing in pro wrestling and so uh rocky johnson will absolutely be missed and uh such a valuable part of the pro wrestling community is rocky johnson and of course his legacy lives through his son the rock so our thoughts and prayers off are off to his family uh, they took, they buried him yesterday, and so uh, just a tough moment, and you know, moments of humanity. Losing a parent is not easy at all, and uh, so our thoughts definitely go out to the Rock. So speaking of that, of course, Rocky Johnson, the first uh, African American tag team champion, and uh, so we're looking at a very interesting moment because we have Tessa Blanchard who is the world champion for Impact Wrestling. We've talked a little bit about it on Quick Hits, but I really wanted to have the discussion because the night before she became world champion, social media was in an uproar about a a tweet that she had where she talked about women's need to work together, and several women in the business spoke out uh, to talk about uh, how she wasn't exactly working together. Accusations ranging from bullying all the way to racism popped up. Uh, in uh, Tessa's post-match, post-championship commentary, she didn't exactly apologize, but she said, hey, we're all human, and I'm your world champion. Um, It's been about a week or so since all that has happened. Um, I'm not sure that things have exactly died down, but I want to get your commentary. Uh, You being a very big fan of Tessa Blanchard, fan of all things second generation, what are your thoughts on Tessa Blanchard and this uh, accusations of racism. Man, t- uh, Tessa Blanchard, third generation wrestler, very similar to The Rock, who his father was a wrestler, his grandfather was a wrestler. That's Tessa's story. Tessa wrestler, 
father, the great Tully Blanchard, wrestler. His father, Joe Blanchard, great wrestler. GB, something has happened inside of the wrestling industry where though they're using 2020 technology, some of the mindset still set back in the 1960s. Absolutely. There are things that guys were doing and saying in the locker room up until a year ago that you can no longer do. Now, listen, Joe Blanchard, a San Antonio native, wrestled in Texas a lot of his life. Tully Ranch wrestled in, uh, in the old NWA and spent a lot of time on the East Coast. And now Tessa. Tessa used language that I am certain was handed down in this wrestling book uh, era where she used the N-word. Now, I'm sure that wrestling is not new to the N-word. But wrestling, pro wrestling, let me update you. It is 2020. Sexism and racism, it's no longer funny. No matter how tight you are with the person, no matter how close you are with the person, racism and sexism is not taken lightly these days. So, Tessa, I'm, you know, who am I to say that you said it? But, girl, I think you said it. I think you said it. Well, the question. And I know, TB, we have to say uh, alleged. Well, we don't have to say alleged because the young lady who she said it to spoke out. Uh, she did a video, uh, La Rosa Negra, uh, did a whole video on YouTube talking about the situation. And what she said flat out was, yeah, Tessa said it. And her choice was to keep it silent um, because she considered that an issue of, of personal nature. Um, but it wasn't until the other wrestlers spoke up that she didn't even know that so many other wrestlers knew about what happened. So Tessa didn't now, get a pass from La Rosa Negra. Now, here's the thing for me, G. I'm not even shocked that she used the N-word. Mm -hmm. But the bullying piece, piece. Yeah. When you stop someone from being able to make a living, when you bury somebody and they can't move forward in a business that they're working hard in, I have a real issue with that. Mm -hmm. I'm not shocked that Tessa used the N-word. Yeah. Because of the heritage, not calling Tully, a, who's a pastor and a man of God, not calling Tully a racist. But somewhere along the line, Tessa felt like the use of this word so loosely in a person's face was okay. Now, I'm going to tell you what, Tessa. Say it to one of the sisters that I know on the street. Well, but see, let's be clear. This was not uh, them having a friendly exchange. She knew what she was doing when she oh, called yeah. her that. It was meant as a derogatory term. It was meant to be insulting. And so, as I have stated before... I have such an issue right now with Impact Wrestling. You know, every yeah. time they seem to make two steps forward, they make five steps backward. And, you know, their move to go to Access TV, seemingly big move. And you would think, okay, wow, they're going to put the world title on a woman. Well, after you hear this, you change your plans. There are wrestling organizations that canceled her bookings after this. And Impact yeah. puts the world title on them, and Impact doesn't care. You know, th this is, first of all, this would be controversial because I say, why have a women's division if you're going to have a woman as your world champion? What have you done no. then to, to, I mean, if you're trying to make the women and the men equal in the business and you put the world title on a woman, do you even need the women's division anymore? Like, I got a lot of questions. Well, well 
Now, now, now that's now that's a conversation that I wish the recently fired from the faction Clack was here to debate. Uh, but it, so that He's way not he can fired. speak up. Oh, he wasn't here. I didn't really. I didn't know if he would. If you would let him go or not. Uh, so yeah, just did, didn't know. If so, but here's a question. It was alleged that she spat in a black woman's face and called her the N word. Exactly. Now, have we gotten to the is spat? Is that like a verbal jab or is it hot to it? Well, I'll just say this: it was a very heated altercation, uh, and I'm certain it was uh, saliva. Let let, let 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 me be very clear with you. If Tessa Blanchard had spat on my cousin Rochelle mm-hmm. and called her the N word, the way Rochelle would have beat her down. Right. So Tessa, you better hope you don't run up on a real one, because it's gonna be a come in, bring that to Atlanta. Well, and and come to me. and to be clear, this happened not in two thousand and five. Not in, you know, 2009. This was 2017. And the word on the street is that Impact Wrestling knew what they were getting into when they signed Tessa Blanchard. So, you know, we've been wondering, because you remember Tessa Blanchard had a small stint, a small stint in NXT, did a little bit at the Mae Young Classic, and we were wondering why hasn't WWE signed Tessa Blanchard? Perhaps we know why yeah, now. Now we know. Now we know. Because she's one of the best women out there. She could she really would be great against Charlotte. But now after uh and I hope I get this right, uh Isla Dawn. Oh Isla Dawn from uh, uh NXT UK. Isla Dawn, mm-hmm. uh Priscilla Kelly. Yep. Uh Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. Or Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. This is what's interesting to me. You had women literally from every wrestling organization speaking out about this. From NXT, NXT UK, AEW, the NWA. They all had something to say about Tessa Blanchard. There's a lot to be said for that. And I won't even talk about uh, with Tessa when we went to go see her and she had somebody else's boo taking pictures of her. Well, then there's that. I I just know this. This is not a good look for Tessa Blanchard. It's not a good look for pro wrestling. And again, Impact Wrestling should absolutely be ashamed of themselves for willingly putting the strap on someone who has not denied that this happened. I mean, if NWA removed Jimmy Cornette, then what do you think Impact's supposed to be? This is my point. So let's get this straight. You don't listen to Jimmy Cornette. Do, do we know what he said about this? I did about this particular incident. No, I don't know yeah. what he said about this. I, I listened to I'll him when to he like talked about the NWA stuff, but I'll just say did, this. Did you, did you catch up on that? I did catch up on that. It was very interesting, and I'll just say this as, as a as a point of parody. For one, you know, so Hulk Hogan calls somebody the n-word he gets taken out of the hall of fame and removed from wwe for three years uh jim Cornette uses a racist joke he gets removed from the nwa uh tessa blanchard gets accused of calling someone the n-word she becomes the world champion that makes a lot of sense sure so impact wrestling I don't have anything wonderful to say about you. And not to mention Impact Wrestling's deal on Access TV has now resulted in New Japan no longer being on M- or Access TV, which is a bad, bad move, if you ask me. Well, we're going to see 
what's going to happen. I am going to go listen to Jim Cornette and see what he said about Tessa Blanchard. I think it's a mess. Impact. Wrong timing, my friends. Wrong timing at all. Absolutely. It's just a very, very bad situation. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a big announcement coming to you from Southern Honor Wrestling. We're going to get into AEW. They recently brought us Bash at the Beach, and they are taking part right now in the uh, Chris Jericho cruise. We're going to get into that and uh, a whole lot more. It's a very, very full show today. But right now, we've got some music to go to. Here's music coming from... What do we have here? Ah, yes. Into the Fire. Yes, it's the theme song for the NWA coming from Dokken. you got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man, and you're tuned in to the faction.
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Is in the building. <laughs> you can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Why, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iphone.bonafideradio.com I'm living in that 21st century This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mejor Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, no, 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 James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, welcome back to the Faction Elvis Into the Fire, the theme song of NWA GB. Man, we got more news to cover. There's a lot more news to cover. Certainly, uh, the NWA is in the news. One of the things that I saw when I was at Ring of Honor uh, for their Saturday night at center stage was the surprise appearance of the NWA world champion, Nick Aldis who would then show up again the next night in North Carolina. And now uh, the word on the street is that there is a working deal between the NWA and Ring of Honor. The NWA has announced that uh, Marty Skrull will be uh, at the big uh, pay-per-view, not the pay-per-view, but the tapings that will happen this weekend, um, which, you know, you have to wonder, will he show up at the pay-per-view? But also announced uh, two members of Ring of Honor will actually be on the NWA's Hard Times pay-per-view as uh, Flip Gordon will take on the world champion Nick Aldis and then Dan Moff will be a part of the TV title tournament getting one of the open slots uh, to be potentially the NWA TV champion. Now we remember... It was just a few months ago where Ring of Honor had decided to cease their partnership with Ring of Honor and uh, in a, an attempt to go ahead and launch their own show, NWA Power, which is doing very, very well. I want to get your thoughts on this partnership now between the NWA and Ring of Honor. They're back. They're partners again. What, what do you think about this? Uh, it's all strange to me. Uh, one seems like a real strong grab by someone that may not be doing as well as of late. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll tell you this, I'm really shocked because if you look at the numbers that Power's getting 
on uh, on YouTube. I mean, clearly, opening week, 581,000 views in one week. They dropped to 335,000. Third week, 236. But they popped back up week four, mm -hmm. which is October 29th, 247,000 views. Listen, they're hovering at around uh, the, the 200,000 mark when it comes to weekly views. As a total up until the end of the year, that's over 2 million views. Mm -hmm. Now, here's why I say all of this. If they're averaging 200,000 views simply on YouTube, you don't need a partnership. Right. There is nothing that you're trying to fast track. You are building something and you have a great leap and a great start. The one thing that I love about NWA Power is Nick Aldis. He's a great champion. Mm -hmm. He's an old school champion. Mm -hmm. You even surrounded him with Big Papa Pump here lately, yeah. who's actually playing a really good part with him. Yeah. So when I see him show up on the likes of ROH, I don't care, man. It just lowers the standard of that big 10 pounds of gold that he's wearing around his waist. Well, I'll say this. I, I will I will say this. You know, when you start talking numbers, I think people need to put some things into perspective. You're talking about half a million views, 400,000 views, 300,000 views, 200,000 views. Let's put that up against these numbers that AEW and NXT are doing weekly, which we're talking six, seven, eight hundred thousand. So NWA is a major player at this point. If they're able to pull these kinds of numbers weekly, that's a big deal. And I'll say this, I think NWA, obviously, you know, the first time this partnership happened, uh, the NWA had a lot to gain from it. Ring of Honor was the stronger brand. Ring of Honor had the TV presence, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, things seem to be flipped right now. I remember being uh, at the event, and uh, it was interesting. On my right-hand side, I had a gentleman I was talking to who I found out was a fan of Southern Honor, which I was pretty excited about. On the left-hand side, I had a gentleman that I was talking to, talking about the challenges with Ring of Honor, and he said, you know, I can't find Ring of Honor on television. And so these, yeah. are, these are very real issues that Ring of Honor is having. The one thing you can say about the NWA is you know where to find them. 605. Every Tuesday on their YouTube channel. And if you miss it, you know you can watch it on demand. I don't know how to watch Ring of Honor. And one of the things yeah. that uh, has been alluded to uh, by Caprice Coleman, and I can't remember if it's in part one or part two of the interview. If it's in part two, just consider this a spoiler, is that Ring of Honor is working on a TV deal. Um, he would not tell me who, but part of me wonders, is it too little, too late? Have you lost it's too many far. people? You know what I mean? By so I, I would just say this. I think um, the NWA has a lot to gain. I think this partnership really is really uh, revolving more so around Marty Skrull than it is anything else. Um, and I'll also say this. Marty Skrull managed to get a super sweet deal from Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor has got money and they're in kind of a weird space because they're. Well, we hope they have money. Well, we hope it's not Bret Hart and Vince in that contract he signed, that 20-year deal. Well, here's the deal. I think Ring of Honor, they have the money. They clearly have the money. It's just what they choose to spend it on, which, let me just say this. I haven't talked about this publicly, but one of the things that they chose to spend it on is production because the production value that I saw at center stage was better than I've ever seen from Ring of Honor. The screen, it was great. The, it was great. It was fantastic. So It the, was great. The, you know, the, and the thing is, they only have about 30 contracted wrestlers right now. 
So they've got the payroll. It's just a question of what they're spending their money on. And uh, Listen, I don't know. NWA hit a niche spot, man. They did. People love old school wrestling. Yeah. And they're presenting an old school style where I can I can watch that. And I am back on 1806 Andrews Boulevard, Hampton, Virginia, mm -hmm. sitting in the living room watching NWA wrestling. As a matter of fact, I'm watching World Championship Wrestling, which comes on right before Kung Fu Flick Saturday. Yeah, and, and what's exciting about it is it has all of the elements of old school and yet enough of the new school. Like the only, you know, when we first started watching it, we called it a nostalgia act. And you can't call it that anymore. It is its own nope. niche with great storylines, with great matches. I mean, it's a great situation. Think about it. This week, they did a special super show, a 90-minute show that featured Ricky Morton getting a shot at the world championship. And they built up to this very, very well. So kudos to the NWA. Kudos. They're their big pay-per-view is coming this Friday. It's NWA Hard Times, and uh, where they will determine the new television champion. Um, that's going to be exciting. I'll save my predictions because you know we've got a. I've got a championship match against my cousin Ronell Tinsley that I'm going to handle on a uh, on one of our quick hits. So. Ronell, we've not forgotten about you. I know Josh is sitting somewhere going, "What's happening with the championship?" We've not Speaking forgotten. Speaking of hard time. Yeah, we've not forgotten about your challenge as well, Josh. It's coming. And uh, all I'll tell you, sir, is prepare yourself. Um, so for those who don't know, Josh had originally the initial challenge went out. Uh, it was counter challenged uh, to have a tag team match. Well, Josh had seemingly secured the services of Prince 3Q. Prince Q, 3Q thought better of it, opted not to. And so Josh is wanting and willing to take both clack and and Courtney on in a tag team match that will happen at a later date. And uh, Josh, just prepare yourself because uh, it's it's quite the task trying to take on both of these guys. So get ready uh, for that. But with that said, one thing that we've got to talk about is this big announcement that came out from Southern Honor Wrestling. Oh. So you guys know we have been uh, actually big fans of Southern Honor Wrestling for several months now. And uh, I have the privilege of working with Southern Honor Wrestling. And uh, I'm just super excited about that. Well, huge announcement, which I'm sure so many of you listeners will really be intrigued by. And that is Southern Honor Wrestling has signed a deal with IndependentWrestling.tv, uh, the leading streaming service for independent pro wrestling. And as a result, SHW is now available for your streaming pleasure. You can stream 14 shows right now from Southern Honor Wrestling, including the big show, uh, which they called SHW 1000, where Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega showed up. You can screen, uh, you can stream rather the one-year anniversary show, which featured War Games. You can stream the most recent show, SHW 16, that featured the big dog collar match between Joe Black and William Huckabee. It's all available right now on Independent Wrestling. Dot TV. Now, here's what's really neat. If you uh, go ahead and sign up today using the code SHW, you get five free days on that streaming service. And what's really neat is uh, it will all of the new shows that come up will be available just a couple of days after they happen in their entirety. 
This is a really, really big deal for those who, you know, you love the WWE Network, you love uh, NJPW World, you love some of the other streaming platforms that are out there. This is very, very special. There are a ton of uh, promotions that are involved in this. You can actually access this on uh, pretty much everywhere. It's an app in the App Store. You can watch it on Apple TV, Amazon Fire, Google Play. You can check it out on Roku as well. And some pretty neat organizations are involved in this, including uh, GCW, that's Game Changer Wrestling, Glory Pro, Beyond Wrestling, Shakara. Uh, of course, we're involved now at Southern Honor Wrestling. Uh, NWA, excuse me, IWA Mid South Wrestling is involved as well. CZW, which was the uh, former home of guys like John Moxley. Uh, ICW New York is involved. Uh, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, AWE. Uh, is involved a ton of organizations are there so for ten dollars a month you get to access all of this independent wrestling along with southern honor wrestling man what are your thoughts on this i think i think it's major i think it's huge i think it's the next uh step uh the next move for you guys Mm -hmm. uh of course i'm hoping to see you guys maximize your youtube channel yeah. But listen, there are over 100 promotions, it seems like, under one banner. Not including, which you didn't name, Virginia's own Nova Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. which is also on this thing. And everybody is there. Here's the cool thing. IndependentWrestling.tv understands that whatever happens out of this, it's a win. I've seen them on Instagram and Twitter promoting the fact that Beyond Wrestling has a pilot deal. Now, when you have an already set in stone uh, 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 TV, online television, such as independent wrestling, promoting the fact that, hey, one of our guys got essentially called up and is getting a pilot deal, you see that they're saying, we can be your last stop, but we're okay if we're not your last stop. They're simply just there to facilitate great wrestling. Southern Honor Wrestling is great wrestling. If you have $10, you need to spend it on this every month. And did I also mention that the new commentary for Southern Honor Wrestling is Gerard Bonner of the faction giving you his thoughts mid-card in the ring. It's really an exciting moment in time for all things Southern Honor Wrestling. And again, you know, we talked about uh, this being one of the greatest times for pro wrestling. It's a pro wrestling revolution. And uh, I love the idea where if you can't get a TV deal or you don't have access to a TV deal, it doesn't mean that people can't find you. You know, gone are the days of tape trading. Now we can access wrestling from around the world. Think about it. We know about New Japan Pro Wrestling because of streaming services like NJPW World. You know, we know about what's happening in other organizations. And, And this is not the only, you know, Progress has their deal and so many others have their deal. This is just a great, great time for pro wrestling. And again, where many of you wanted to get here to Atlanta and may not be able to, I still suggest that you get here when you can. But if you can't, you can always catch up on what's happening on independentwrestling.tv. It's $10 well spent. And again, no knock to the WWE Network, which has amazing content. But here you can see the wrestlers that WWE is looking for, that AEW is looking for, that Ring of Honor and the NWA are looking for. And uh, it's a great, great thing. So I'm the dude 
who likes to know about the underground artist before he gets signed. And this is what <laughs> your opportunity is with independentwrestling.tv. This is an absolutely amazing moment for the world of pro wrestling and for Southern Honor Wrestling. I'm so excited. And so I know you guys have been able to kind of hear some of my commentary and snippets a match at a time. Whenever it gets released, well, now you can watch it in its entirety. And so I'm excited for you to see and to hear what's been happening with Southern Honor Wrestling. And as we grow, this thing just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. What an exciting time to be a part of Southern Honor Wrestling. And with all that's happening in the wrestling world, this is an absolutely special, special time. So I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got some AEW to talk about. AEW, uh, Bash at the Beach. AEW is going to be around for a few more years for sure. So we're going to dig into that. Uh, We've got to get you ready for Royal Rumble. We'll talk about Monday Night Raw and more. But right now, let's go to some music from Survivor. It's a huge theme song from the 80s that still holds true today. you got to get the eye of the tiger. you got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to The Faction.
We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, this is Courtney. Welcome back to that show. That's right. The faction on Bonafide Radio. That was Eye of the Tiger. My survivor, GB, let's keep it going. All right, so there's lots more news to talk about. Congratulations are in order to AEW. All Elite Wrestling, as we know, it was certainly a very, very big, big deal. Uh, when they got their their uh, TV deal, of course. Of course, remember, it's just a year ago that they announced the formation of All Elite Wrestling. Around the summertime, they announced the TV deal that they inked with TNT. And after only three months with TNT, yeah. which is just, I mean, absolutely astounding, they have now inked a brand new deal where they will be extended for another three years this is huge aew uh getting an incredible aew dynamite i should say getting a great great extension um three years uh it's just an amazing situation that they have with warner media so we'll be seeing aew at the very least through 2023 the deal is reported to earn them just under 45 million dollars a year which equates to roughly $882,000 an episode if AEW continues to give their Christmas week off to their stars. And there is an option written into the deal in case TNT wants first dibs to renew in 2024. This is absolutely incredible for AEW Dynamite. Man, what do you think about AEW Dynamite getting three more years with TNT. To me, this is the hand of having a con family involved who clearly understand business. Uh, They walked into TNT. They sold them on one idea, but clearly some type of way they left the conversation and the relationship open for future endeavors. Now, here's the deal. TNT on the Wednesday nights, they probably weren't showing much, but reruns of Nash Bridges mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Right. Uh, so this is great. Rumor is, again, like you said, they'd only been spending about $600,000 per week. Mm-hmm. That's petty money for them because they're going to make that back at the gate and more. Right. And AEW's making their money at the gate. And also, you're talking about sponsorship. We've seen AEW uh, commercials show up on NBA. We've also heard commentators on NBA games talking about AEW. Now, what gets a little tricky to me is not the money. What gets a little tricky is the thought of having a second show. They're talking about maybe even retooling AEW Dark Mm -hmm. and what that looks like to present it uh, on television. Uh, AEW said they were out to change the game. Up until this morning when I woke up, I said to myself, that's not happened. I now stand corrected. As I was thinking about AEW today, they've definitely changed the landscape as they talked about it. 
You know what they changed it? Behind the scenes. Hmm. Vince McMahon has offered better contracts to wrestlers since the announcement of AEW than he did in a long time. They're also reporting backstage that guys are no longer walking with their tail between their legs to ask for, watch this, time off in abbreviated schedules. Vince McMahon is now saying because he has another ball player saying, oh yeah, sure, how much time you need? Yeah, we can work around it, go with it. We, the viewers, thought Cody Rhodes was talking about on television, and perhaps he was. But you know what Cody spent a lot of his time talking about in that initial interview? He was the behind-the-scenes mechanisms. He did. He talked a lot about hey. insurance and hey. those types of things. insurance. Hi. Mm-hmm. Guys, he's done what he said he'd do. Even if we don't like the product, he changed the landscape. And things look different now. And for the next four years, there will be a reason for WWE to step higher. And AEW is surely stepping louder. I said it during the break, GB. The Khan family looked at Vince McMahon and said, you want to come into the NFL? We're coming into wrestling. They're coming in swinging. Well, you know, I think I think it's very interesting. And I, I, I do think All Elite certainly deserves uh, some credit um, relative to let, – let, let's consider this. Uh, it is very rare that a new television program – uh, get signed on for another three years after their first three months. Think about it. This is us. Rare. Got signed for an additional two years, not three. You know, so many other shows get greenlit for another season, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for three seasons, this is a major move for all elite. And I'll say this, you know, you were mentioning about the cross promotion that's happening on the NBA and other places uh, connected to TNT. That's something that wasn't happening in the WCW days. Um, they really kind of treated wrestling like a separation between church and state. But I think one of the things that TNT is realizing, much like Fox realized, is you have to cross promote and leverage your brand. Yeah. And I think they've done a yeah, great you, job. You, you with hear doing a that. Shaquille O'Neal yes. and a Charles Barkley and a Kenny Smith and mm-hmm. a Ernie Johnson talking AEW. Good lord! Yeah. And well, and and vice versa. You hear so many of the NFL guys uh, on Fox talking about SmackDown. You know, well, yeah. I think there's a realization that says. Yes, we can bring wrestling into the mainstream sports culture. And uh, I got to shout out AEW. But, uh, you know, I think there's also a lot of perfect storms that have fallen into place. One of the reasons that Vince is throwing so much money around is because of the Fox deal, because of the the Saudi Arabia deal. He has the money to throw around. Um, And I think AEW certainly uh, has given him a reason to say, hey, let me lock you in your contract. Um, now, the real question will come how AEW performs over these next couple of years. I think AEW has an incredible opportunity um, to be able to work out some of their kinks. You know, the, the challenge AEW has right now is the challenge that a solo artist has when they break away from a band. You know, they really want to prove themselves that, yeah, I can do this and I don't need you guys. The problem is you can't throw out all of your big tricks on your first record because the question is, how do you follow up? Now, AEW definitely has room to grow. 
AEW needs to learn how to tell stories better. AEW needs to learn how to pace themselves with some of these matches. Every move needs to matter. Your women's division needs work. Uh, there are, So there are definitely spaces for improvement. But I have to say, and we have to give them credit, I can't think of a promotion, perhaps outside of Southern Honor, that has had a better first-year run than AEW. Um, I would say Southern Honor has done a better job in terms of storytelling um, and working at a pace that makes sense. But, I mean, these guys came out the guns. I mean, they came out with guns smoking and blazing. And yeah. now that they have a chance to make some money and tell some stories, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. So, shout out to AEW. And, it- and I know you had a particular investment in AEW's Resurrection of Bash at the Beach. Which, oh, man, I thought it was great. Yeah, they brought us Bash at the Beach last week. We get part two this week with uh, them recording from uh, the Jericho Cruise. Hey, you, 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 were you as shocked as I am that that name hadn't been copywritten by WWE? I am shocked. I, I was just shocked. Yeah, I, I'm very shocked. It, it just I, I bet you Vince went back and is copyrighting everything now that he owns. I'm sure. I, I think what Vince did is they focused more on the Great American Bash than they did at Bash at the Beach. But what we all know is Bash at the Beach is where the NWO was birthed. So I would have figured Bro. that they would have grabbed that, but obviously they did not. Listen, uh, and, and I'm eager to see what AEW is going to do with this Dark Order storyline. Guys, do not mess this up and put Matt Hardy as the lead. Especially when you have a Brody Lee, and especially when you have Kevin Sullivan. But you you mentioned okay okay wow two things one you mentioned Matt Hardy which we'll probably get into Matt Hardy uh, during the Raw report but um, Matt Hardy actually would be an amazing addition to the Dark Order I think oh God no what do you mean by God he no can't work. he you can't work no, 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 anymore no. you don't need Matt Hardy to work at this point Matt Hardy just but merely needs make him work no Matt Hardy listen you know what Matt Hardy's value is these days the last three years Matt Hardy's value has been deleted that has been his value being able to be the broken Matt Hardy doing crazy stupid stuff but not necessarily his in-ring work at this stage in his career he doesn't need to be in the ring he should lead up a group and pass off all of his broken ways to the dark order I think that would be an absolutely brilliant move if Cody and the crew can make it happen so you mentioned Kevin Sullivan and you're the right person to have this discussion with last week an interview a first time interview and there are very few first time interviews in the world of pro wrestling anymore but a first time interview happened with David Benoit the son of Chris Benoit it was a 45 minute interview with Chris Van Vliet and uh, it is available right now on YouTube very powerful interview the first time that David Benoit has publicly talked about his wrestling aspirations all the challenges that you know he faced with his father uh, and and his father's death he talked about whether or not his father should be in the Hall of Fame I want to get your thoughts on David Benoit as David Benoit has expressed a desire to be involved in pro wrestling he was a part of, uh, he attended AEW's Double or Nothing. He attended All Out. Um, he's been backstage at WWE. He has done some wrestling training and wants to get in the ring. He has said that he wants to be known in the ring as Chris Benoit Jr. Um, 
What are your thoughts? Do you think there's a place in pro wrestling for David Benoit? Yeah, that there is. I mean, we, we started the show talking about Tessa Blanchard. Mm-hmm. We mentioned The Rock. Clearly, the wrestling uh, community has a strong, and I'll use this word because I mean it, infatuation with second and third generation wrestlers. If you can wow. name yourself as a second you and third generation. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right, man, listen. Wow. You start talking about your second and third generation wrestling community starts slobbering i mean we we just we just true that's not true i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you an example up there and people no i'm not i'm not saying that listen when i say infatuation they also bury you quick too i'm just saying Mm -hmm. you get attention carmella Carmella got no new attention because she's a second generation wrestler who this is my point Carmella? Carmella. Whose kid is she? See what I mean? She's a she's a second generation superstar, and she will tell you. But she's not but but who who is she the kid of? But see, but right there, your question is what makes us curious about second and third but, generation no, 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 wrestlers. But, but that's what it's, I'm saying. When we know that you are a second or third, you can't just be some hidden person, um, Bruno San Martino's illegitimate son. And you, your name is your name is not uh, such and such San Martino. I'm, I'm saying if saying. you name yourself such and such San Martino, which <laughs> says second or third generation wrestler, we love you. We may bury you, but we love you. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Now name a wrestler that came out as junior or the third, or blatantly as I'm this person's kid that we didn't have an interest in in the beginning. You can't name one. David Flair. Oh, come on. David Flair wasn't even a true wrestler when he started. He was an actor. You said, I you said wrestler. Said he I was, said wrestler. Flair wrestled. My David Flair, Flair wrestled. What are you talking about? No, David You're Flair started out as You're a in person denial. who was You're a pawn and a storyline. You're in denial. Come on. Flair teamed with his dad. You, you mean, but how long after that did he team with his dad? The what boy been drug around you know you, you been drunk you here's, here's the thing here's the thing and this is what's absolutely hilarious your remembrance and your memory of WCW stops where other people stops at 1999 you forget 2000 and 2001 and that's when David Flair was teaming with his dad that's where David Flair tried to disown his dad that's where Flair tried to go after championships David yes, but, Fla- but, but, okay. but I'm talking about the first time we see David Flair on television He's not in the role of wrestler. Uh, he David is. Flair. But if you're going to do that, neither was Dustin Rhodes. I'll give that to you. I'll give that. The Dust- first time we saw Dustin he was, was not kid, in the role of He was of a kid a sitting in the audience. I totally agree with you. But let me ask you this. Was he a part of the action? Yeah, he was a part of the action. All I'm saying is that and you so slap a junior, oh my lord! You slap a junior or a third up there, and the wrestling community goes ham. Now, what you said doesn't hold any steam against oh, what I said. And go. so, all I'm saying is that Chris when Benoit it comes Jr., to please. when it comes to Chris Benoit Jr., yes, wrestle as Chris Benoit Jr. That is your father. We can't make you walk away from your dad. Now, use it. And they'll determine if they let you in. But go with what feels right to you, sir. 
I think Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame. I think it's hard to argue Chris Benoit's uh, presence in the world of pro wrestling and contributions to the world of pro wrestling. He was a wrestler's wrestler. Uh, Benoit did some things that no other wrestler would do. And if you get a chance to watch this interview, you'll hear the fact that Benoit was actually offered a producer's position in WWE. You will hear that Benoit was merely a year away from retiring from in-ring competition and that his son actually pushed him to retire sooner um and there's a whole lot more i don't want to give all the interview away but i will say this hearing from david benoit obviously adds a degree of humanity to this benoit situation and really reminds us of the fact that should a person's legacy be wiped out because of a moment and he too was a believer uh, in CTE. The uh, the the, uh, the autopsy said that Benoit had the brain of an eighty-eight year old. Um, so you know, uh, and here's the other thing: thirteen. It's been thirteen years since the Chris Benoit tragedy. Does not David Benoit deserve the opportunity to move on in the world of pro wrestling? You know, the Von Erich boys get to and this now think about this the von eric boys are running uh very very well right now in mlw as a tag team champions over there but no one denied them the opportunity just because their uncles all committed suicide with the exception of david you know um now yes they're kevin's son hey well what wait wait no 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 you look funny like that but the von eric's got an opportunity to apply their craft why shouldn't David yeah, Benoit? Not, and, 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 and GB, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. I'm not arguing against you. But the tension that you and I are going to find in this argument will be those who bring into the fact that it is a murder-suicide. That 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 brings into it a, a female and a child. So are you so are you backtracking and saying Benoit should not get a chance to, to no, 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 no. Because here's That's my thought. Not, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not. What I am saying is that the Von Eric analogy makes it tough because their fathers killed themselves. And not Benoit two killed himself. With them, well, well, let with me. With two other people. Well, listen. So, so. We're and ta- it's not. If, if, if Benoit had just committed suicide. He'd be in the Hall of Fame by now. And WWE would have done an extensive documentary on CTE and immortalized Chris Benoit as a hero by now. I agree. The fact that there are two other people in this scenario is why WWE won't touch it. So you can't put that in the Von Erich scenario in the same manner or else you kind of void out what you're saying. Well, no. The point of it is simply this, that the Von Erich's history were not was not brought up when these guys entered the organization and this is my point this is this is my point now let me just say this i disagree with you no one's surprised by that um i don't think and some may argue with this but if he wants a chance to wrestle in this business I don't think he should take on the moniker of Chris Benoit Jr. What I think he should do is do what his daddy did. Start off under a mask. Be the Pegasus kid. 
Okay, he was the Pegasus kid in New Japan. He did incredible things, and then when he came to the states, he took off the mask. I think you get the opportunity to get your foot in the door, and you work under a mask so that because here's the problem: the the difference to your point between the Von Erich and the Benoit name is that a there is one living member of the Von Erich family. Um, and while the Von Erich name is associated with tragedy, um, you do have the fact that these are Kevin Von Erich's sons, the living Von Erich. These are not Carrie's yeah. sons. These are not David's sons. These are Kevin's sons. So I think that makes a difference because now this is the only remaining lineage for that name and again it's coming through the living offspring i think if david benoit wants a chance in this business unfortunately right or wrong the benoit name has been sullied by the last few moments of chris benoit's life he can't get away from that and so what's going to happen is every time that his name is mentioned that memory is going to come up. You cannot mention Benoit without mentioning his father, Chris Benoit. And as much as you want to talk about all of his great matches, we the world, unfortunately, does not know Chris Benoit because of his great matches. The world knows Chris Benoit as that wrestler who killed his wife and son and turned around and committed suicide. So, for me, so, if do- Benoit wants to get in this business, he needs to do so under a mask. Do you think that he could name himself Benoit? No. Because here's the other problem. He looks just like his daddy. Uh, no offense. He looks like a creepier version of his dad. And and that's the scary part. It's it's it it would be like his dad <laughs> I, I, is I walking around. More, so that we, we may have him as a guest in the future, so I'll refrain from saying more. He But he looks res- like he hasn't slept in days. The resemblance between him and his father is uncanny. And so there's no way David Benoit comes into your wrestling organization uh, and you acknowledge and you don't acknowledge his father if he comes in as a Benoit. If you put him I'm under a mask. If David Benoit needs to go if he needs a treatment center before he needs a wrestling performance center. Well, I just think again, I'm I'm maybe he wrestles in Japan under a mask. And uh, and and honors the legacy of the Pegasus Kid. I think that would work, but I don't think him coming back using the Benoit name would be a good opportunity for him to be able to break into the business. Just my well, thoughts. He he cannot wrestle as David Benoit. Nope. Because the word the name David Benoit is owned by a musician who's a jazz musician who's won three Grammy awards. Well, that that's not necessarily true because Sting was Sting when Sting was Sting, right? Uh, during the height of Sting's that career. That always confused me. <laughs> it confused me, too. You didn't know which always Sting they were talking about. Always just confused me as a kid. You know? So, uh, so, interesting. I wanted to make sure we had the conversation about uh, David Benoit. So, before we go, we need to talk quickly about Monday Night Raw and the Royal Rumble. Uh, you can either give a full Raw report or we can talk about the hits and misses from Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw was live from Intrust Bank Arena in Wichita, Kansas. It started out great. Brock Lesnar came out and then it sucked at the end. GB, what were your thoughts on Monday Night Raw? Oh, my God. Well, let me just say this. I normally don't have a lot of good things to say about Monday Night Raw, but I will say, number one. I know one, you love Buddy Murphy, don't you? You love I, Buddy Murphy. I am a big fan of Buddy Murphy. 
I am a yeah, big fan do. of Buddy Murphy. Um, and before I get to Buddy Murphy, I have to talk about the match of the night, the ladder match, Rey Mysterio and Andrade. Good yeah. lord! Here, here, but but, yeah. but but as I mentioned that, here comes the booking issue. The booking issue. That match should have been on the Royal Rumble pay per view. I agree. I agree. Instead, you give us the returning Umberto Carrillo. I have no desire to see Umberto Carrillo and Andrade at the Royal Rumble. This was a booking nightmare. Booking nightmare number two. Yeah, I'll call that one number three. Number two. You have Buddy Murphy join up with Seth Rollins. Now, first of all, this organization, this faction needs a name. I don't like factions yeah. without a name. I think this faction has perhaps some of the best workers you have right now on Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, the AOP. I like the look of this four-man team. They're all wearing black. You've got one attempting to be the Messiah. The other three are his disciples. Like this, uh, it, it feels like it could be great. But then we run into our big problem. A tag title match that does not involve the actual tag team. When you say right. tag title match, I expect the AOP to go in there and win the tag titles while your other two guys focus on solo titles. Instead, what do you get? You get this makeshift team of Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Two great workers. Two great in-ring performers who end up winning your tag titles. And that is disjointed. Yeah. You have a team like the Viking Raiders who's only lost once in the last year. And now they yep. lose to a makeshift team? This is the problem with yeah. Monday Night Raw. It's the same way I felt when Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler came into a, a gauntlet match and beat out all your established teams to win a title shot and become tag champions after their first yeah. match. There's no yep. continuity. And so after these two high-profile matches, one kicks off the show, the second kicks off the 10 o'clock hour. How do you end the show? How do you have a go-home show for the Royal Rumble? I know what we'll do, folks. Booking issue number one, a mixed tag match between <laughs> the storyline that's lasted nine weeks too long. Why? <laughs> I wish I could use other language right now because I feel other language welling up in me. Why on God's green earth do you still have this storyline going? Why? Yeah. And the match was a I squash. I well at the, at the wedding. The, the wedding we was a great end for it. The wedding was the right end for it. Wedding was a great end, but yet we are still, I mean, what in the, the I don't know. Nobody gives a nickel's worth of dog meat about nope. the storyline. We really don't. And so the, the image right before your pay-per-view that starts off the road to WrestleMania is Lana and Lashley. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> just, just, just. You know, this is a case of, you know, you ever see those folks who say, I have a ton of money and I don't know what to do with it, so I know what I'll do. I'll go get a gold-plated toilet that automatically ah. opens and closes at my command because I have nothing else to do with my money. Vince McMahon doesn't right. know what to do with his money right now. This is Focus just, on the XFL, sir. Focus on the XFL, which debuts next month. 
Give us something that's actually going to work. But step away from pro wrestling. Leave it to the people who actually have some degree of current uh, love for it. Because what you're doing right now is just horrible. Yeah, you know, we've seen some random things. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. But then Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan 2017. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman 2019. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy 2020. Seth Rollins seems to be the default character on every game. Yeah, he does. And it's for tag title reigns that don't make a lick of sense, that will and not have longevity. Mm -hmm. Continuity, Seth has to wear a suit. Put Seth in a suit. If the guys are wearing a suit, Seth should wear a suit. Yes. Let's legitimize this faction. I agree. I agree. So very quickly, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view is coming up this weekend. You have uh, Worlds Collide with NXT versus NXT UK. We won't get into any specifics per se, but I'll ask two very general questions. General question number one, who do you think wins Worlds Collide, NXT or NXT UK? Listen, uh, NXT uh, is, is, is great wrestling. Mm -hmm. NXT UK is wrestling that hurts. <laughs> so, this is true. So, this is true. So it will be the hype against the hurt. Yeah. And I have to tell you that I, as much as I love the hype, those guys can hurt you, man. They can. And and I think NXT, thank God, not WWE, but NXT UK now, mm -hmm. as they've never officially changed the belts. Thank God. I think they're going to come out on top. NXT UK definitely has a lot of skin in the game, and it's going to be very interesting to watch what happens with them. And at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, there's a lot of titles on the line, but here's the one question. They'll just hurt you, GP. Yeah, they will hurt you. Imperium frightens me. Um, those Walter and all those guys, yeah. Walter? Yeah. yeah. So, so here's the big question. Who do you think wins the Royal Rumble? Uh, we've got the men and the women's Royal Rumble, and we really don't know all the people in the women's Royal Rumble. Who wins the men's Royal Rumble? Who wins the women's Royal Rumble? I'm going to go out here and say Brock Lesnar wins the men's Royal Rumble. Wow. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and I can't think of for the life of me how that benefits a storyline. Well, um, I, I, I have. I mean, is he going to fight himself at WrestleMania? Well, I'm sure they'll try to find a way to, to find a new contender. But for me, I'm going to go. And there are two potential ways you could go with this. Um, there's one obvious choice, and then there's one choice that I think makes a lot of sense. The obvious choice is Roman Reigns, but I think, I think I'd like to see the winner of the Royal Rumble, the winner of the Men's Royal Rumble match, be Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre has earned a spot. Drew McIntyre is a main event player who's just been kind of sitting on the shelf for the last year. The last five weeks, they've been almost doing a semi-heel, a face turn with him where he's getting a lot of crowd support, yet he's still kind of evil. He's the cool bad guy. Um, I think a match and an encounter with him and Brock gets very, very interesting. So yeah. that's my thought uh, for the Royal Rumble. The women's Royal Rumble? I'm going to go old school. I, I, I You know... To me, Charlotte seems to be the Randy Orton of the of the band. Okay, and uh, I'm gonna go with Charlotte Flair. Uh, in a strange move, I'm actually agreeing with you. I think Charlotte Flair wins the Women's Royal Rumble for a very simple reason: she's not won it before, 
And of all the yeah. things that she's not done in her career, that's the, she's already main evented WrestleMania. She's main evented tons of pay-per-views. She's never won the Royal Rumble. I think she gets the opportunity to do that. And I think uh, she wins the Royal Rumble. I don't know who she eliminates, but she does it. Um, so with that said, uh, we're going to give you guys all sorts of opportunities to hear some of our specific guesses as I defend the title against Ronell Tinsley. You guys will hear that uh, later on this week, so be on the, the lookout for that. I'm looking forward to that conversation. And, uh, of course, we'll be connecting with you for a huge weekend with the NWA, NWA Hard Times, uh, Worlds Collide on Saturday, Royal Rumble on Sunday, full weekend, but we're going to have you covered here at The Faction. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. I am Courtney Beard on Instagram, uh, at C Major Beard on Twitter, and Courtney Beard on Facebook. Keep this in mind. Brock Lesnar has not won a Royal Rumble since 2003. This is true. This is very, very true. But he's also not entered a Royal Rumble in quite some time as well. So this should be interesting to see. He, he, he did in San Antonio. He sure did. That's right. 2017. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I it was remember a great, that. great moment. He, uh, Goldberg and Taker. That's right. What a moment that was. Holy cow. I think that was his last Royal Rumble, 2017. Yeah, it was. So uh, this will be interesting to see what comes out of this. Certainly, you can reach me at Bonnerfied. And again, make sure you're following us at The Faction Show. And uh, also, you remember the big honor or the big announcement regarding Southern Honor Wrestling. You can be a part of independentwrestling.tv right now. You can go back and watch all those matches with Southern Honor, $10 a month. SHW is a special promo code where you can get five days free stay connected to us folks and join us next time for courtney clack this is gb we are the faction